0: Welcome back, calling out fans. Unfortunately, Trav is away for baseball today, so I really hope he does well. So I <laughs> I, I, I brought in his look-alike Hunter plant. Doesn't look anything like him, but, no. you know, he, he'll fill a void for a I, little bit. I think
1: so. It's weird sitting here, Greg. I, I'm usually in that spot and in the middle spot, but I'm glad to be here today. Yeah, usually
0: you're designated the co-host right, chair, but, right. you know, I've taken a liking to you, so... Well, that's good.
1: I, I've taken a liking to you,
0: too, no. so it's good. All our hearts are warm on the day before <laughs> Valentine's Day. <laughs> So, today we will look in upcoming trade deadline, possibilities for the NHL, what we expect from MLB teams this year, looking into how spring training might turn out, and there's been some possible rule changes that have been proposed, and then Trevor Bauer spoke at length on that. And then we're going to go into some NFL free agent landing spots, as well as some other sporting news. Starting off with the XFL, and I got to admit, there are some really interesting things going on with the XFL. I,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, have you
0: watched any of those games? I have. I, I watched a little bit Saturday. Um,
1: I I really like it. I I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna catch on. I think the reason I like it is because it gives NFL you know players that weren't that didn't quite make in the NFL chances to make it back to the NFL. I think it's. Yep. A, I think it's a really. I don't know. We'll see how long it lasts. That's the thing. I I think. You know, I think if I remember right, the AAF was kinda like that where people liked it after the first week and then kinda got and sick it of it. Died. Right. So I, we'll see how it goes. It's it's interesting, that's for sure.
0: Well, I do know attendance was up for the AAF's very mm-hmm. first game is around nineteen thousand, mm-hmm. but keep in mind the XFL does play in smaller stadiums. Right. So that is also a factor. But the XFL has television rights with right. major networks right. and the AAF ions, you can't I th- remember I what think TV. think AAF shows had to-
1: CBS Sports.
0: It Which might have been. not a lot of
1: people have, but no, everyone I, has. Everyone has, has what, the basic, the Fox, the antenna channels, right? Yeah. So that's that's the big difference. Is I think the XFL different.
0: Like it's different, you know. And it is because they have hilarious in-game interviews. Right, their Seattle Dragons Uh, center dylan day literally dropped an f-bomb on live television and they didn't even cut it out in time right and that's just a highlight of things they've done right i mean the interview was great because he just said i'm trying to get my effing job done right and and that's just highlighting some of the aspects even they have players of the week and houston roughnecks quarterback pj walker who i've never heard of before went to miami did he yep former miami hurricane yeah, he threw for 272 yards and four touchdowns and a 37-17 win over the L.A. Wildcats, who the L.A. Wildcats then fired defensive coordinator yeah. Pepper Johnson two yeah. days after the game. Yeah,
1: the XFL, that's cutthroat, man.
0: That, well, it has to be. It's a right. minor league football stadium. right? <laughs> but they also have, probably my opinion, the coolest thing about them is the instant replay process. The they have, Yep. They have the actual people reviewing the plays mic'd up, mm-hmm. and you're... What, you're mm-hmm. in there with them watching mm-hmm. it. I think I that think, is.
1: I think that's a good idea because for me, watch. You know, I'm a big NFL guy, big college football guy. I want to know what happens in those re- review processes. Well, exactly, and everyone because does. When I'm watching NFL games, I'm like, all right, that's a catch. But then you come back and the refs say it's not. Well, what went into that, right? So it's like. I want to hear everything that goes on in that.
0: Exactly. I'm tired of Gene Steratore saying, well, that was, right. that was a pass interference because listen, right. I actually or want to see the officials. I don't want to it. hear
1: Mike Pereira say, this should be a catch or this that is too. a catch. You know, like, I don't care. You're not the ref anymore. Like, I need to hear what's going on because a lot of times
0: what happens isn't what you think is happening, right? So Naturally. it's a great thing, yeah. I mean, I love transparency, but one thing, they need to be careful how much they mic it up. Because have you ever watched the TV show Letterkenny? E, no. You haven't? Oh, you right. need to watch it, but James has. <laughs> so in one of their segments, they had... So we all know how hockey players chirp, right? Mm-hmm. So what they did was they had some small-town hockey teams mic'd up, and you mm-hmm. just heard all the chirps. And mm-hmm. Letterkenny's famous for those famed one-liners. Mm-hmm. A lot of them you cannot repeat right. on over air. Right. But And I think it's great that the XFL's doing this, but they need to be careful to not make it a chore where right. it becomes, oh, I'm so used to it now, it's just boring. And the one thing I actually really like about the
1: XFL is the kickoff rule, mm-hmm. because if you find one crease, you have only
0: the kicker to beat, and
1: you're gone. Yeah, that so is like true.
0: that... Well, they because they all line up in a single line. Don't exactly,
1: they? but you can only run when you catch it. Yep. Like they can only go at the. Was you know, it as if you turner. catch
0: it, or if it's like three seconds after it hits the ground or something? I'm not sure what it is, but I saw one
1: kickoff where it, if you get the right blocking and you know what hole to hit, you're gone because all you got
0: to beat is beat well, the kicker. So and that's not that hard if you get the right angle.
1: Again, we'll see how long the XFL lasts, but for now, I
0: like it. Um I think another thing that's not quite working for the XFL is. How they eliminated the extra point in favor of the one, two, three-point conversion Mm. plays. I mean, it's a great idea, which brought excitement, and it really did set the league apart. But in week one, teams were only seven for 19 on these conversions with four successful Mm one-pointers and three two-pointers. Not a single team attempted the three-pointer. I'm assuming it'll change in the uh, future, but... I really dislike the three pointer because Well, that just sounds. Isn't it from the ten yard line? Yeah, I don't know what that, it is. That sounds. I mean, they, what they should have done was like the one, the three, and then maybe the five. Now I don't like it because I think
1: it's 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 a thing, right? Like the kickers, they're a part of football.
0: Like you yeah, got to give the yeah. kickers. A, you know what I mean? Like all they do is kick off extra points and literally game winning field goals. But so, but they do extra points. Not in the XFL, no. Right,
1: so that's what I mean. So, like, why are they... Traditionally in the NFL, right. yes, the extra points. Right, and they do... XFL, I'd imagine, has field goals. They, I they do watch. have field goals, right? but they don't have extra points, which is
0: the big thing.
1: Right. And, I mean, I don't know. I think I read something, too, where the onside kicks now, if the team kicking it, you have, like, a fourth and 15, or so you have one play, mm-hmm. and it's 15 yards to go. Is that true as as well? That might be. I think we did I that. like that rule. It, I... I th- because no, they you're... did that
0: one at the Pro Bowl, I think. Okay. I think that was the Pro Bowl. But yeah. you're more successful. The, uh, the rule for onside kicks
1: is you have to alert that you're going to be doing it. Okay. Okay. Okay, so you have to alert. Okay. Yep. The reason I like it, the reason I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL adopts it, is you have a better chance of getting a 4th and 15 than an onside kick.
0: Statistically speaking, Right? Yeah. Like you... You I mean, know, I, I can't imagine it's more than 5%, 10%, but... No, but you have different plays that you could draw up yeah. to get a 4th and 15. And those passing an teams that are game. really good. Yeah. Right.
1: You, you have a chance to get it. So I don't know.
0: It's an interesting thing, though. I, I like what the XFL's doing. I, I think they're doing great things. It's a lot better than the AAF. I will definitely be watching some games this weekend when I get yeah, a chance. right. Just to see what all the hoots about, because my brother contacted me. He's just like, hey, you need to check out these XFL games. They're actually really good all these interviews they're doing. They <laughs> One of the funniest things was they interviewed a kicker immediately after he missed a field goal mm-hmm. and asked him, well, what do you got to do? He's like, <laughs> well, I got to make the field I goal. Gotta the I got to get better. I got to actually hit right. that. It right. was like a 40 It wasn't. A, I don't know if it was a 40-yard, but it might have been like a 30-yard chip shot. Right. But still, it just right cutthroating this kicker, just saying, you know, what do you got to do to get better? Right. Live interview, but right. that was by far the funniest part. Moving on to more football-related news, Jameis Winston undergoes LASIK for nearsightedness. <laughs> I can't imagine that's actually going to change his stats. <laughs> I've read, though, that he does have bad
1: eyes. So, Because when you see pictures of him, he's squinting. Like, you, he's squinting hard. Uh, how old is Jameis Winston? He's... Probably 26 or something.
0: And he's just now figuring this out? Yeah. 26 while on the dot. Look at that. He just now figured out that he needs a right. correction. Vision. Right. Like, I... they asked uh, Bruce Arians about this, and, oh, I can't imagine what he said. He declined to comment on Jameis Winston and LASIK surgery, saying he doesn't talk about players' personal business. <laughs> huh. But Jameis is a free agent, right? Yeah, he, he's a free agent to be. I Now, let me ask you this. Would you take him? Heck? As a... No. You no. wouldn't? No. No, I would not. Yes, the dude threw for like five thousand yards, right. thirty touchdowns, but he also had thirty interceptions. Makes questionable play decisions, and his last pass or his last pass completion this season was a thirty-yard pick six. Right. I would. Right. Not on that. No, absolutely not. He's a bust. He's just like Marcus Mariota. Those two quarterbacks atrocious. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I think,
1: in my opinion, I think Mariota went to the wrong situation in Tennessee. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think. I think Jameis fell into a pretty good one. He had a great situation. He just because the year soft. after they took Jameis, they had Mike, or uh, Mike, uh, oh Mike no, Williams, Mike No, uh, James, Mike, you, Evans. Mike, Mike, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, the guy yeah, from yeah, yeah. Uh, from Texas A&M. Yep, he had a, he had, he has good weapons. <laughs> He's he has Evan. Chris Godwin. Chris he Godwin's had, a weapon. He, he has OJ Howard. He's got Ronald Jones Jr. as his running back. He's got Mike Evans. Where are you going to go where you have a better situation than Tampa? Offensively, You know, offensive line there, there
0: is really no other situation with that stacked of an offense except maybe San Francisco.
1: Right. I mean, you, you could look at teams around the league that need a quarterback. You're not going to go to... Maybe Dallas if they don't do
0: anything with Dak. I
1: could see But that's that. a terrible trade off. you're going from Dak to Jameis.
0: Well, I it's mean... It's
1: cheaper, yes. Cheaper. But, but they yeah, also they... got to get Amari Cooper back first. Also true. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're going to a situation... It would be best to maybe go to Los Angeles because when you look at LA they do got the weapons that maybe even better weapons than Tampa has because yeah. they do have Michael Williams, they do have Keenan Allen, they do have mm-hmm. Hunter Henry. And they, know, they have, do have Ron, uh, Melvin Gordon who has a Eckler, and right. Melvin Gordon. But I think I think Gordon's Melvin a Gordon's agent. a free agent. Yeah. They're so gonna, they're going they're going to keep If that's Ackler. the
0: team if that's the situation he goes to, I think he could succeed there. assuming they don't go all in for Tom Brady. But yeah. what's all in? 40 million completely guaranteed. 1 year, 2 years. You're going to pay a guy two years, $40 million. Hey, James James is on this
1: boat. I mean, I I wouldn't pay him 40000000 million. I'd pay him
0: mm, $25. Tom Brady, Tom Brady wants the paycheck. James has input on this.
2: On the off chance that there's a situation where Brady would be willing to play somewhere, you offer him two years, $40 million, forty million each, plus signing bonus, if you are the Chargers. In order to actually get people to sign up for licenses for those seat licenses in your new stadium, we actually maybe create part of a fan base
1: uh, for for the LA Chargers because right now no one cares about the Chargers except the Chargers players' wives. Right. Nobody else cares about them. Right. So in theory, you could burn that for two
2: years, draft a quarterback uh, in either year one or year two of it and uh just under the idea that there's no way that Brady is going to play past 43. Right. So, you could feasibly do it with the cap space that they have and get some sort of a positive thing out of it.
1: Right. I
2: wouldn't do it. Right. But you could.
1: Right. <laughs> you, right. You want your football team to succeed. Right. In LA with another successful football team already there. Right. I don't know, it's interesting. I it's I'll so see what happens. Dumb as hell. Right. Fine. Right. <laughs> But you're right, though. If you want, it's a lot like what happened with the Vikings and Brett Favre. Yeah.
2: Because,
1: I mean, I'm not going to say the Vikings were a dumpster fire at that time, but, you know, they had Tarveris Jackson as a quarterback. They brought in Brett Favre. Excitement around Minnesota football. And he actually performed. Right. Was and and will always be exciting now Mm -hmm. because Minnesota is run by the Vikings, right? Like, everyone gets excited for the Vikings. So. I don't know. I, it's, I think it's, it's crazy if you don't attempt it. Do I think that's the best fit for Brady? Yes, I do. Yeah,
0: I, I think that or the Raiders. I would love to see him in a John Gruden run offense. Die if he went to Absolutely. Las Vegas. As a Patriots fan and diehard Tom Brady believer, right? Oh my God, him in silver and black. I. But let's get to this free agents because I want to talk about this. Wow, well, this is interesting. I mean, there's a whole bunch of top free agents with the NFL. You have, oh, I don't know. You have Tom Brady, obviously. You have Dak Prescott. Yeah, Drew Brees, Chris Jones, David Clowney, Anthony Harris, safety for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Intriguing pick at number five with a uh, top five rated because mm-hmm. I think he is somewhere up in the top of pick inter- interceptions this year, give he or was, take. He was tied, for
1: tied first. Tied for first. Yep. yep. He had six, I
0: think. Yeah, you got Chris Jones out of Kansas City. Obviously, Z- Jadavian Clowney. You have Byron Jones, cornerback from Dallas, really good. Shaquille Barrett. I'd... I think he's going to be a Viking. You
1: think so? I think Byron Jones would be a Viking. Because when you look at the Vikings, they lose
0: probably... Mackenzie Alexander,
1: pro- Trey Waynes. Right, they're going to lose one of those two for sure. I'd I'd be willing to bet both and of them. And then you probably should cut Xavier Rhodes.
0: Yeah. So you're
1: out three corners with your top corner mm-hmm. being Mike Hughes. No. You need to draft one in the first round, maybe the first two
0: rounds. I mean, how and do you, you also I,
1: need to sign one?
0: See, this is where I'd hate to be Rick Spielman because you have no cap space because of that contract with Kirk Cousins. You are in desperate, desperate need for offense alignment, and you have a glaring I issue. I would at say court. desperate. I would I, say desperate. I think I'd say desperate.
1: But if you watch that one game against San Francisco, you're going to say desperate. But if you watch the entire season, they got better as the season went along. I mean... It's a different scheme now with um, with uh, Gary Kubiak as the offense coordinator now. Gary Kubiak. The guys you have can make it work. Do yeah, to, but... Do you need to draft linemen? Absolutely. But I, I won't say it's desperate. It was, I think I, you need to stop the pass. That's desperate.
0: Yeah, I I don't disagree with you completely on that sense, but it's just... I don't. There's just so many issues with the Vikings when it comes to cap space and who they need to sign and where they, what direction they need to go. Everyone, I'm not disagreeing with you well, at all, but like, I'm just saying I, I think you need to, you
1: really need to address the cornerback spot this this season.
0: Yeah, Xavier Rhodes is not playing up to that huge contract. I'm not sure if he gets a buyout if we cut him or what happens. I'm assuming he's going to get a nice chunk of money. Right. But I, I think what they need to do. Is let McKenzie Alexander go because he usually plays in nickel coverage. I think. Yeah, you can draft that. Yeah, you can easily draft that. They need to keep Trey Wayne's. Yeah, he's younger. Yeah, I'd say a little bit faster. He's a lot faster. A lot faster. Yeah, and I would say draft a cornerback in the second round. Go after offense line in the first round. I don't think they're because where the Vikings pick ladder half. You're not going to get a super good quarterback at that or cornerback at that pick. It's
1: interesting to say quarterback because I would not be shocked one bit if they go quarterback in the first
0: They also need to go quarterback, so they have a quarterback for the future. Sean Mannion isn't it. I would love them. I would love to see them take either Jake Fromm from Georgia or what's his name from Washington? Jacob Beeson. Yep, one of of those Georgia quarterbacks. Oh, he did. That
1: is right. He did transfer out. Yep. Now, I don't know if Jake Fromm is a first-round quarterback. No, they're they're predicting second round. What I do know is I wouldn't be afraid to take him in the second round.
0: Well, last week I— Because
1: you need a quarterback. And you do. It's
0: it's obvious that— And it's—in today's NFL, you need to develop him for a year. Look at Patrick Mahomes. He
1: he excelled
0: under sitting— Now, I'm
1: all for the extension. You know, I'm all on that bandwagon of signing— Kirk Cousins do a two-year, three-year extension for <laughs> less, nope, less guaranteed money to nope, trial and error. Contract, contract. Good luck. But I also think you need a court. I also think you need a quarterback. Oh. You think Kirk Cousins? You know, you laugh at that, but Kirk Cousins probably had one of the best years of his career this season. He does. He was good. Statistically
0: in the speaking, he is a top ten quarterback, I believe. When it came to performance, right? So why eh? I don't get
1: why people consistently knock him because. Matthew Stafford stinks in prime time. Cam Newton stinks in prime time, but you only hear number eight of how he can't win on Monday night because of his contract. That's what people hate about it. Okay, so what about Matthew Stafford's contract? Matthew Stafford's getting more guaranteed money than uh, Kirk Cousins, but they have the cap room. The lion, so the Lions stink consistently. I, what's James got? But he was signed to a higher. Right. I didn't know I didn't know he took the contract. But he at the time when Cousins signed, he was highest guaranteed, right? Yeah, like thirty
0: four million dollars. Well, yeah, now like there's I know what you're... I didn't know he'd sign that, yeah. Well, I understand there's a lot of overpaid quarterbacks. I'd say Jimmy Garoppolo's overpaid by far. Jared Goff. Jared Goff, drastically overpaid. Right. Yes, Kirk Cousins had a great year. I full-heartedly agree with that. Right. But given the situation, the environment, the circumstances, that is not a team-friendly contract, and he will forever be hounded by that, because the Vikings are handcuffed to him. Handcuffed. They can't do anything. They have to do so much tie trading and no, cap I mean, cuts. Everson I Griffin had to restructure his contract. It was, took forever to get Kyle Rudolph signed. Right. I mean, you think about that, there's so many missing pieces and links where you can't build around because of that contract that eats up I don't know, what, a quarter of the hard cap? I mean, I, I'm i glad Kirk
1: Cousins is on my team. I'm just going to say that. I think he's good. I, I really do. I, yep. You know, you're giving me that smirk right now. Where you you're just think a true I'm, diehard Vikings fan. You Viking don't think smirk. I'm right. No, my brother. But for considering where the Vikings were, when they had Christian Ponder oh, and
0: Trevor, they could have had, had Andy Ferrat, Dalton, Gus Farratt. Hey, he threw a 99-yard touchdown to Sidney Rice. I don't Rice. care what he threw. He was terrible. <laughs> And you you get
1: these guys. Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback since I've been other than Favre since I've been alive.
0: Yeah. So I mean, so Dante Culpepper had a couple of good years. We'll give Randall Cunningham a good year or two. But that's also in case he had pieces around him too. I could be good if I had number eighty four streak, streaking down the sideline. A lot bombs. of quarterbacks right? Tom Brady had great but career. When I was younger, I didn't know who was gonna be
1: the starting quarterback year in, year out. So it's kinda of fun to have stability at the quarterback. Well,
0: quarterback. it is absolutely there's no questions asked, expecting great performances out of uh forty or how much ever he's guaranteed? Was it thirty six million a year or something? Twenty eight. Twenty like? eight? Still. sixty. was it sixty over three? So, whatever. Eighty four over three. Eighty four over three. I it's just
1: that just irks me. No, I know. How about Miles Garrett
0: being reinstated? Yeah, I saw it coming, but I didn't think it'd be this soon. I mean, he got reinstated on Wednesday, two days after he met with Roger Goodell. He was suspended indefinitely after ripping off the helmet of Mason Rudolph and bashing him into the ground with it. And despite an appeal in which Garrett accused Rudolph of inciting with a racial slur, which Rudolph denied, the suspension was upheld, and Garrett missed the final six games of the season, and in a statement from, I think, think it was Browns general manager, Andrew Barry. We know he is grateful to be reinstated, eager to put the past behind him and continue to evolve and grow as a leader. We welcome him back. Miles Garrett is welcome back with to our organization with open arms. We look forward to having a strong, positive presence back as a teammate, player, and person in our community. Hashtag Browns football. <laughs>
1: That's the hashtag. No, that's, that's all you need to know. I, I added that. Right, that's all you need to know is #BrownsFootball. I'm not even gonna comment on it because it's ridiculous. I I don't know why the guy's reinstated. I mean, six games to for assaulting a
0: quarterback, assaulting anyone. Well, I'm sure he's got community service, and the fine he got was tr- ridiculous, if I remember right. But I mean, the the Browns and the Steelers always have fights when they play each other. So, yeah, but that the- AFC is it the AFC North? Yeah. All those teams hate each other. Literally Put hate. To the point where you gotta swing a helmet at a quarterback. Well, was Antonio Brown ever suspended when he took his foot into the ground and
1: he demolished just to the hurdle?
0: Pun- the guy? <laughs> no, he <laughs> kicked the punter in the face. Where was the suspension for that? That was assault. But no, that was actually a, made the rounds on Twitter saying, "Oh my God, look what Antonio Brown right. just did! This is crazy." Right. So Milo Garrett just takes a helmet off, someone hits him in the head, and oh, murder, murder, you know. Right. Well, speaking of Antonio Brown. Speaking of Antonio Brown, the apology tour continues. <laughs> Where in an Instagram post directed at quarterback Ben Roethlisberger. He went on to say, uh, mostly you mostly you, a little bit of me, yee, yee. I never realized how good I had. I got caught up in my emotion with everyone coming after me. I really apologize for my actions. Sincerely, Matt. It's never been another connection like what we've done in the past decade. I appreciate you. Sincerely, A.B. With him and Big Ben and an Instagram photo and their atrocious Bumblebee
1: uniforms.
0: (laughs) I mean... I mean, didn't he
1: not realize that when he asked for the trade from Pittsburgh that the grass really isn't that much greener?
0: Yeah, that's what I don't get about half the NFL decisions that players make. You're succeeding on a team. There's so many different systems, so many different coaches. There's no guaranteed success going from one team to the next. Look at DeMarco Murray, what he did in Dallas. Right. Goes to Philadelphia, Philly. retires three years right. later, whatever it was. Right. Antonio Brown, this happens after he right. gets traded. I right. I mean, I get he has a locker room cancer, and everything he did on the field was spectacular, but once he left, he literally became a no one, and he messed up his perfect opportunity in New England for this apology tour carousel where he's apologizing to everyone and their son.
1: Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. It's crazy.
0: This is just great headlines, and I absolutely love reading about Antonio Brown. <laughs> he's gonna apologize to next? I'm kind of
1: sick of him, so I'm I'm gonna be glad when when he's out of the uh, out of the spotlight, I guess. Quote unquote. He won't ever
0: actually be out of the spotlight. No, I know. He keeps. I don't know. He keeps doing something to stay in there. But moving on to MLB news. So there's been some reports of planning postseason change. Union Chief Tony Clark says he has no prior knowledge of these plans, which actually is rather interesting, but expanding the playoff in a sensible way is something worth discussing when part of a much more comprehensive conversation about the current state of our game occurs. And it's not a done deal, apparently, but did you read much about this? It was I d-
1: Yeah, I did a little bit. I I personally like the new – I like the system that they have in place. I really like that one-game one, one game wild card because, like, for this year example, like, Washington was an inch away, basically, yeah. from being eliminated in the first they were, round to winning a World Series.
0: Because of the right fielder for the Milwaukee Brewers, they won a World Series. Who's now
1: with the Padres, by the way.
0: That, that's already got traded. Yeah, Trent Gershom got traded. Yep. But
1: – I like it. I like the I like the where they're at now.
0: I agree with that. The proposed changes laid out in this report is seven teams from each league make the postseason. Teams with the best record in each league get a wild card round bye. okay, right. Two other division winners and the top wild card team host all th- all games a three game series in a wild card round. Two other division winners get to pick their wild card round opponents during a live broadcast. From three other wildcard teams, the top wildcard team plays the unpicked team. Three series winners and team with a bye advance to the divisional round. So if I'm the Yankees, who am I picking in the playoffs? Well, if you're the Yankees, odds are you're getting a bye. But you get to pick your opponent, right? Well, it depends who all makes it. I'm... <sighs> let's Okay, let's say the
1: Minnesota Twins make it. And I'm the New York Yankees. <laughs> who are you gonna pick? The Minnesota Twins. Right. You haven't lost to them in what? Sixteen playoff games, thirteen playoff games? Ten
0: years? Right.
1: There's no doubt who I'm picking. No, I I, I don't care how good the twins are. I well, don't care I don't care how good the Yankees are.
0: Yankees we, beat the twins. That's right, just how it's exactly.
1: Is. So I, I don't like it. I, I I'd stick to this, you know, to this one. Oh but, trust
0: me, no one likes this. Right. I mean, yeah, if you let's just look at last year's playoff. Picture. I mean, just think about that. Do you think the Astros or the Yankees would... No, do you think the Astros would pick to play the Yankees? No. I, I don't think so either. And just looking at that, just it's rough because the Twins lost to the Yankees in three. Tampa Bay lost to Houston in five. In five yeah. If I were the Yankees, I'd probably... If I didn't pick the Twins, I'd pick Tampa Bay. But the playing game was the A's and the is the A's and the Rays, right? And then the Yankees and the Astros, and then. But the NL would be more interesting because was Milwaukee, Washington for the playing game. Then you had LA, Washington, Atlanta, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If you were LA, would you pick Washington, Atlanta, or St. Louis? Probably St. Louis. Yeah, and St. Louis beat Atlanta in five, and then they took Washington till seven to beat St. Louis. I know. I mean, yeah, I would not pick the winner of the wild card, the playing game. Right. I would never pick them because right. they're the hot team and you literally matters in, in baseball. Belt. right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like
1: it. Trevor Bauer doesn't like it.
0: Trevor Bauer clearly doesn't like this. and holy, wow, I just the, the stuff this man said. but he's got a whole lot of point to what everything he said because in MLB has a stringent social media. They have a very strict social media policy when it comes to sharing highlights. And Bauer made the point that while Steph Curry's three-pointers flood timelines Mike Trout's home run stealing catches, you don't really see much of that. Mm-hmm. You'll see it on MLB replays or mm-hmm. whatever, but no one's tweeting about it. Right. You make some money up front, and you miss a generation of fans, he said in the video produced by his media company, Momentum, which I guess Trevor Bauer has a video production company. Good mm-hmm. for him. He said the game is losing popularity, especially amongst young people, which he's not wrong. He pointed out the league's centralized media company and MLB Advanced Media, which controls the vast majority of the league's multimedia content, and they control the abundance of blackouts in local markets, is hurting it because now you can't even watch it. Because as a commissioner, he literally said, figure out, man, how are we supposed to get them interested in the game when they can't even see the darn game? And on top of that, they can't even go to Twitter where all the young people hang out. They're missing a fan base because you can't post things, you can't do anything. You know how they can't wear colored cleats? Right. You know how the NFL always has those unless wacky cleats? or Unless it's Players' Weekend. And, yep, unless it's Players' Weekend. People kind of like Players' Weekend, except last right. year's jerseys where right. they hated them. Right, Black on black and white on white, and that wasn't a good look. But he said, let the players express the personality. You have by far the most diverse sports population in the MLB because you have a gajillion players in mm-hmm. each system. Mm-hmm. And just looking at everything in perspective, you have... Was it twenty five on each team? There's mm-hmm. thirty two teams. Twenty six now. Twenty six. Did they?
1: Yep, they expanded the. So the. I didn't even hear about
0: that. Yeah, the uh, active rosters this year are twenty six. Wow, that that actually is a yep. That's huge when it comes to baseball. Yeah. So now you have twenty six players on each team. Granted, you have more on the football team, but I mean, just looking at it, just overall. To me, Greg, I think the MLB has a marketing problem. <laughs> to Trevor Bauer, too. I really
1: do. Like, I think, you know, they got. They got generational superstars. You know, I mean, they have a bunch of them. They have the Mike Trouts. They have the Cody Bellingers. They have, you know, the Christian Yelichs. They have the, you know, you can name any, you know, any team basically has a generational talent besides mm-hmm. the few. So how come they aren't attacking that more? How come they aren't, how come they aren't attacking be like Trout like they do with Jordan, right? Like they said, be like Mike, right? Mm-hmm. NBA did a really good job of marketing Michael Jordan. They're not doing that good of a job marketing the Michael... Or well, there was the a Mike report Trout's. a
0: while back where the MLB wanted uh, Mike Trout to be involved in more commercials, do all that. But what they never took to realize is how involved he is in the L.A. community. Right. He's very invested in that state, right. that city, those, that, those fans. Right. They tried to get him to market it, but what they failed to realize is what they asked of him was ridiculous. Right. And there's not a whole lot of love lost between... You know right. MLB players and the league. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, just there's it's... no innovation content. There's nothing that draws fans in. Who's identifying with the young fans for right. MLB purposes? And right. before uh, Bauer wrapped up, he said, "Hit me up. I'm sure you can contact me. You'll probably find me after this video." Right. No, I mean Bauer isn't afraid to speak his mind. That's for sure. But I, I don't know. I'm excited for Major League Baseball to start up again. I can tell you that much. I'm itching for some baseball too. Seeing my. Roommate Trav go down to Kansas to go play Pittsburgh State. Right. Yeah, it makes me miss the beer league Sunday games <laughs> I participate in in the summer. But we'll move on to some NHL news. And I don't know how we feel about this, Hunter, but the Wild trading Zucker. What do you think? I think it was
1: long overdue. I really do. I think I'm not gonna say War out is welcome, but I mean he was probably the most tradable piece. On yeah, the but, wild, right?
0: I mean, you well, get some good pieces. him, Brodine, and Dumber, the three most appe- appealing pieces right. to any team. I mean, you you get nice pieces like Gelchen
1: Galchenyuk's a pretty good player.
0: Yeah, but he's a rental. He he's was. An, is. No, I mean he was a good player. Oh yeah, when right. he scored thirty goals, what five years ago, and right? Followed up at the. And 20, I guess this,
1: I you know, I I don't know. Kalen Addison's supposed to be really good. Right. So I mean, and then you get a first rounder, which is what the wild it's conditional yeah but...
0: 2021 first rounder they don't if pittsburgh doesn't make the playoffs pittsburgh keeps that pick and then it's their pick in 2022 to go to the wild right and yeah but if they make the playoffs then they get that pick so that was what the condition was which i i don't know is really hard to find a diamond in the rough in the latter half of this first round you obviously have your first 10 picks in the nhl draft just basically you're signing them right away right. for the most part but Alex Galchenyuk, I wouldn't be surprised if Billy G flips him before the trade deadline. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He's looking for a actual first line center, first or second line. Mm-hmm. Galchenyuk's a wing, who thinks he's a center. all right. Doesn't quite play there well. But the real piece is what he wanted was that Kalen Addison kid, right shot defenseman. I like. I mean, power play monster right. supposedly five ten, really agile. Did he but, play last night or? No, he's in the WHL. He'll be pro oh, next year. Okay. He's a. He's their number one prospect,
1: Pittsburghs. I mean, I like, I like what he did. I mean, I think you know, trading Zucker was a start, but I still think there's a lot more work to be done. I think that starts with the two contracts. That you know what I'm talking about. They were number eleven and twenty. I think (laughs) you know that was. But
0: no one in their right mind would take. You're talking about Kirk Cousins' bad contract.
1: Well, all, all. Well, yeah,
0: everyone knew that when they signed Parisian Suter. You're signing them for their first six years and not their last seven or eight or whatever it was. I think they're signed a to thir- – it's either 13- or 14-year deals. I think it was 13. Yeah. You signed them for the first six years, and those six years, they got in the playoffs. They just couldn't do anything. But He's- you didn't sign them to get to the playoffs. Yeah, Chuck Fletcher literally did. He's like, we need to win now, and he got the two best free agents. But those are those contracts where – like- But
1: you know what I'm saying? You don't
0: sign those guys to go to the playoffs and lose. You sign them to win the playoffs. You sign them to win a Stanley Cup. Yep. You signed them to win it all, and they just didn't because all the uh, co all the people that played with them just couldn't quite do it. They just, I, I don't know what the issue was with the Wild for the past six years, where you had really strong pieces, but they had no standout star. They had no game breaker. Like that's the difference now. Going back to the Twins
1: is like they see their opening. Yeah, right? I, Like they 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 can you know see the blood in the water, right? Like I mean. If you look at their roster, you could argue that it's one of the best in the AL. Oh, easily. You could argue that... Out of the top 100
0: players in the MLB right now, it's like seven or eight of them are Twins players. There's
1: no doubt it's the second best roster. You could flip-flop the Yankees and the Twins.
0: Yeah, especially when it comes to home runs, especially in run production. What about pitching?
1: I think if you're looking at starting rotation, obviously the Yankees have Garrett Cole, okay? But deep depth-wise... The twin and they saw the blood in the water. They went to go get Maeda. By the way, you owe me something for saying that they were gonna get in on the three team deal. You and Travis looked at me like I was nuts, but guess what happened? Yeah. Anyways.
0: Yeah, I'm still very angry about that. Trip. I am
1: not. That's a great deal. Kent Maeda's a stud.
0: Yeah, but Bruce Dart Gratterall.
1: Gratterall's only gonna give you twenty five pitches a game. Kenta Maeda can win you a can win you a World Series. That's what I'm saying.
0: I guess will remain to be seen. But before we jump into the MLB, what I do want to talk about, well, we already passed the MLB, but, you know, if we're going to be on that topic, it's just thinking about it. Kente Maeda for, and then will they get $10 million in cash for Bruce Dargatterall yeah. and Luke Rayleigh and some low-level prospect that probably doesn't matter back from the Dodgers? I mean, just yeah. thinking about that, just I, I, statistically speaking, Kente Maeda is really good. Yeah, I just don't know how he's going to perform in Minnesota. That's not a pitcher-friendly ballpark.
1: You could argue it's more pitcher-friendly than Dodger Stadium.
0: It's definitely more pitcher-friendly than New York Stadium. Right. But I I don't know. It remains to be seen, especially how stacked the AL is with Chicago White Sox in their offseason, just signing everybody and anyone. The White Sox have
1: done this before. No, I don't. I'm, don't the, the people are putting the White Sox over the Twins
0: right now? And you're if you do that, you're pretty delusional. I'm not saying they're better than the Twins. I'm saying they're going to compete. I just, I, don't think I so. just don't. I think
1: it's a one-two team race. I think it's a two-team race.
0: I bet you. and This is where I'll, I'll get you back on that crazy. bet, is the Yankees start out or not the Yankees? The White Sox start out hot. They're five hundred by trade deadline and then they fizzle. That's what I'm guessing. I could see that. That. They're gonna start out hot. They're yeah. gonna they're gonna explode right out the yeah. gate, but I they're not that. in it for the marathon.
1: Right. I don't know. I it's gonna be interesting. But I mean, there's a lot going on, Greg. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. But going back to the uh, NHL for a little bit, some big 20 or for the trade deadline, the big board is they have Chris Kreider probably gonna get moved. Mikael Granlin from Nashville is looking to get traded again. Mike Hoffman from Florida. Jonas Brodin from Minnesota might actually get moved because he is really good on the defensive end. There's stocks, Tyler Toffoli might go to Boston. Ilya Kovalchuk, after getting bought up by the Kings, who's doing pretty good in Montreal, might get traded, which is really funny. But mm-hmm. do you, who do you think on the Wild are going to get shipped out? I think brodeen has got to be
1: one of those guys. I I've always been a proponent to trading Dumnik because. But you, there's and just, you and Trav came away with the. There's just too the much human side of things, which is fine. We, but
0: not everything can be cut and dry business.
1: Right? No, I know, but I, I don't know. I, you know, it's tough because I want to see the Wild do well, but I also think they got to rebuild, and I think they can speed up yeah. the rebuilding if they make the right trades. Yeah. But
0: I don't know. Talk was Dumba's getting some interesting trade pieces back. Billy G's gonna want if he trades Dumba, he's gonna get a number one center and probably right. a prospect because right. for someone like Dumba right. you got to blow the socks off with the trade offer right. you have to right so yeah so to wrap it up thanks for everyone thanks to everyone for tuning in to season 4 episode 5 of Calling an Audible you can catch us debating laughing and having fun all season long with our with our episodes on Apple Podcasts Spotify and YouTube you can follow us on Twitter at Call <laughs> Audible Pod for updates as well as links to our full episodes for my kind of sort of co-host Hunter Plant And I hope Travis is, again, doing well. Good luck in baseball. And for myself, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on our next episode.
2: Calling an Audible is made possible through the assistance of the University of Minnesota Crookston Media Services Department and executive producer James Bogachnik. The views expressed on Calling an Audible are not necessarily the views of the University
0: of Minnesota Crookston or its affiliates.